Hello, everyone, wherever you are. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Today in our podcast, we wanted to talk about power of integrity and reacting proactively for success. Yeah, that's exciting. So we're really kind of delving deeper into the principle where we're talking about fostering our personal growth, our professional growth, and of course, kind of aligning our mission statements to who we truly are as a person. And then when we have these situations that arise, something happens, something happens in in an instant, how we react to that is really the key to understanding that mission statement is a paper on the wall. How we react to something that just out of your control just happens to you this is how we we grow and we are we we elevate to have that success that we're trying to talk about exactly therefore understanding this uh, reactive or principle of 9010 is super important this principle 9010 is actually before you get into the pro- the principle of 9010 i think you went a little ahead so i want to make sure that we're kind of talking about three things we're talking about proactivity we're going to talk about integrity and how we're also talking about adding value and i would say exactly. if you do not have a mission statement get a mission statement and it doesn't have to be a lot i would say write three personal goals down um, where you're going to apply your integrity, your personal growth, where your themes of your life really there. Really dig deep in understanding your three concepts that you really want to live by. Because if you want to live by a spirit of cooperation, live by a spirit of like win-win, those are all amazing things that you want. But really, how does it affect your life on a really deep level? How do you react to your kids? How do you react to whatever just happened on the street? All of that actually does matter. It's not just somebody spilled coffee on you. It's something deeper than that. So really, when you have three goals and it's a win-win goal, how we react in that moment if a stranger just dropped coffee on your face, on your in your brand new suit, how do you react to that? Because that is really where the integrity comes in. Your values truly come in. It's something out of your control that happens to you, but it's just how you react to it that really matters. Exactly. I wanted to also add to my wife when she said mission statement because she said it different ways. And mission statement really is depend on your the role that you're playing in your community. Are you a father? Are you a mom? Are you a business partner? Whatever you are, are you a child to your family, to your mom and your dad or siblings? No, that mission statement briefly should address what you wanted to be or you wanted to offer that community that you are part of it and is not supposed to be super long. It's to be digestible every day that you can looking at it, rehearse it, and you see yourself in that position. And I want to say we said have a mission statement with this. I'm just going to add, this isn't about them. It is really at the end of the day about you. It's not about how your sister's going to react to it, how your mother's going to react to something. It really has nothing to do with it, but how you react to them has everything to do with your mission statement and your belief in who you are. And that goes back to those themes, really personal goals in your life that you want to be. That is where these things all matter because you are part of an island, sure, but you really is about you and how you're growing as a person. And this is how we we foster success because you can't control other people. You can only, at the end of the day, add value to yourself. Exactly. And I wanted to add also this reactive and proactive is super important because in many line of thoughts, they believe because they talk about the free will as one thing that human being has it is actually is paradox. In a 
sense that we think that we have the authority in some sense, but most of the time we think we don't have any authority to do anything. Therefore, many line of thoughts actually they believe that free will actually just come in the time that we react to the things that happen in our life, either reactively or proactively. The rest is not really in our hand. Therefore, this is a paradox in our life that shows that what we wanted to do really as a free will is how we react to things that happens to us daily and we how we shift our consciousness reacting to those things. Which then brings us into what I wanted to say, which is understanding Steve Covey's 90-10 principle, where they say 10% of life is what happens to us, that coffee, the fill on you, things out of your control, like the situations out of your control, and 90% of our lives is how we react to those events. So it's really our lives are significantly affected by our attitudes, our growth, our reactions to things. So we have two choices whenever something happens to us. We can react super negatively or we can react positively. Exactly. We can allow this to cause us more pain or we can say, you know what? This coffee might have burned if it was coffee that fell, fell on you, but whatever it happens to you. But I'm going to be okay, and I hope this other lady is okay, too. And then that becomes a different situation and how you're applying your principles in life. I'm not telling you you have to – maybe they did it on purpose. Maybe they're bad. It doesn't matter. Maybe they're good. It's not about them. It's about how you react to something. Therefore, there's a step into it. No, therefore, yeah. when – because many of us, unfortunately, when anything happens to us, automatic reaction that we have, and it's – happens in a split of a second. We don't even realize it. And maybe a third party or somebody that's watching us understand that how we were reactive in that scenario. Therefore, every time that happens, we need to really first acknowledge it, no? Mm -hmm. And we can stop for a second and think about it that what we could have done if two scenarios... I love that movie actually that we watched a while ago that you could choose from the TV that if this scenario happens to this person, how it look like, or if the scenario number two happens. You like that movie? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a story of life, no? If we are reacting to things or proactively reacting to things. Yeah, it's about your decision. Therefore, in that moment, and we, if we can put a stop in that second before make this... Pro- I think reaction longer a little bit because if it's pause. so short. You want to pause. Yeah, pause. that's what I mean. Because when it's super short, you don't you don't think even you can make a decision in that split of second. But if you can pause and well, makes it lengthier, then you can go back, flashback and say, okay, if I choose this way, how the energy of my day is going to go. If I choose this way, how the energy goes this I don't this think channel. it has to be out the whole day. It's at every single second. Say three things bad that happen and you react negative three, first three times. Yeah. You still have a choice on that fourth time. Exactly. You can still say, hey, I was complaining. This caused this. Then my kids made a mess. How am I going to react now? And before I get to all of that, we really kind of want to say focus on 
when we're when when something happens, the kids now, you know, you walked into a disaster. Everything's a disaster. You had all of these things. What can you do in that one moment to where you're going to focus on fixing it? So I would really say even if you realize it's not the whole day or nothing, that's too dramatic. It's every single second in our day. I was just you talking can, about the no, energy. No, but if you can there. stop the energy, like the energy is there, the energy is there, the energy is there. And then, but you can stop it finally and you can still have an amazing day. You do not have to let the exactly. whole day become one. So I would say if you can find a way to pause, it's not an all or nothing. It is a pause whenever you can. And, and when you're on the path of negative, you can say, this is negative. I need to stop it. And it's not about going inside all the time. It's really just stopping for 10 seconds and saying, what can I do differently than what I'm about to do? And if you can stop and say, maybe this is better. I'm seeing my kids are now crying because I'm yelling about something. Maybe I should find a different way in order to to react to that. Maybe I can, I am working on looking at the bit, this thing more, but it's also, uh, my challenge is going to be focusing on this, but I can't have a second losing my train of thought either. So reacting to certain things means we ha- can have different outcomes. Like even still, like my husband's trying to signal I should be looking at the camera more, which I should be. However, I, and, and this is just, you know, a live action reaction to it. I need to focus on saying, hey, I need to focus on my words too. And sometimes I do look down when I'm trying to think deep and I am trying to kind of look at the camera more. And my wife always talked about the kids. You might be single. Don't take it personally. We just wanted to make an example of our daily, daily life. And really for me is like a breaking down to steps because on the Really, when we are talking about, first we need to acknowledge, and many of us, including me, many times, I make mistakes a couple of times, and I start like uh, overwhelming myself. What I did that, and you know, it's still beating up yourself. Therefore, we don't want it to go to that either. We definitely wanted to acknowledge. When you accept it, when you acknowledge it that it exists, then it's going to transform that energy to the proactive energy, and then again. The pausing and then how we can transform that to the way that we want it with the new energy. Now, when you have a lot of automatic behaviors and these, a lot of this is just automatic and you don't even think about it. Something happens, something happens, something happened. What I can say is start, you can't change your automatic in a night or in a second. That's hard. I mean, maybe you can because you have that kind of power. But I would say a lot of people don't have the power to just cold, stop cold turkey. So what, in this situation, I would say, Write down everything that happened to you, journal for a week, every challenging situation, and how you reacted to that and how you could have reacted differently. So if you can write three columns, what I did, what happened, what I did, what I could have done. And you can see how it will relate to different outcomes. This way, if you can at least see it in the back end, you can start proactively acting a little bit more forward next time. So whenever someone spills coffee on you, you can react differently next time. Exactly. Therefore, doing this journaling really helped. I, I started doing journaling, but after also this video, I decided really firmly that we do um, this podcast, that we need to do this. I mean, I would like to do that. I wanted to change, also rephrase how we talk to ourselves, yeah. not need, not will, not have to, not should, but I would prefer like. to do that or like to do this. And uh, which goes into our next topic a little bit, which is going the extra mile. Extra mile. Right. So this is an old concept of success because this means that you put in every one of your efforts, your entire focus, your entire being is going into something to give more. You're going beyond your comfort zone. You are going beyond what is okay 
And you're not doing it because you want to be recognized. You're not looking for the personal satisfaction of job well done, but you're looking for a a path to your greater success. So you have a bigger goal, but you're going to do everything in your power to be the best at what you are right now. Exactly. And you can make a different example. For example, I remember one of the extra mile that I went last year in 2023 was working with the buyer that they were old, over 80 years old. And I was trying to help them that literally every day for two weeks of the period, every day, one to four times, I went to their house to do the paperwork, do everything that they needed from the bank, from the lender, from every aspect of home inspection for them. Therefore, you can also make an example for yourself, no? Which part of the area of your life that you did extra mile and what was the result? Are you satisfied? Did you see the miracle when you went extra mile? Because the whole point is exhausting and overwhelming the problem with the solution. And when that is when the miracles happens and the doors is open for all of us. Right. So just, I would say, look at your bigger life and right. Look at everything you want in life. You really have to have a desire in order to go this extra mile. So I would say, have a desire, have a goal and understand you don't have to change the world in a second. That's a little much. I'm asking you just to change one thing right now. So with your daily interaction and your long-term goals, find one thing in your work in your personal life, in your relationships, and something that is you where you can go the extra mile and be of service. If you're going to be serving coffee at an event, be the best coffee server at that event you can be. Because even if it's just volunteer work, because if you can do one specific action and go the extra mile, you are demonstrating that you can do this with everything. So I would say, no matter what small thing you're going to do it with, go big or go home. Go big as you can because you want to prove that you can do as much as you can. You don't give up. You always want to go further and further and further. So I would say find one thing to go extra mile with. Exactly. And I wanted to go to leap of faith in here. Either we wanted to discuss this later. Really, my intention, my take out it from here is really the relationship that each of us have is really with the God. And yeah, each... Hmm? We can change that here. I moved, moved it. Okay. <laughs> Okay, do you want to say no, that? No, I don't want to interrupt you. I was interrupting you a little I bit. I just wanted to, when when we say extra mile is really my relationship with the universe that I call it God, or you can call it whatever you want, energy, whatever it is, the universe for you. And my extra mile is really my relationship with the creator, with God, that when I'm taking action, I always talk to him and say, hey, I wanted to take this because my goal, my intention is really helping to add value to this situation or to this person or to this event in my life. And then you guide me through this and give me the light that I needed to proceed in this way. I think these are two similar. They're both. You have to do both. They're together. But I think that the difference in going the extra mile is an external event, right? So external, I am going to serve all the yes. coffee as best as I can do it. I'm going to feed all these people. I'm going to mm-hmm. separate all these potatoes. Whatever it is I'm going to do, I give it my all. Now, with faith and gratitude, I think that is an internal internal yeah, exactly. side. So what you're going, instead of your physical action of separating the potatoes or whatever you're going to, making the dinner for your family, whatever it is, the faith comes inside to where you know that the creator is taking care of you. The universe is going to take care of you because you have put in 
all of the effort uh, that you can. And even if you're just doing something else, because you have to, you know, feed your family, you have to, you know, make the dinner. If you are still grateful to God for the opportunity to make this dinner as you're, as you're, you know, putting aside your business for a second, we have to be grateful in that moment because you've done everything you can do. And you also have this other person that you are, and you have to do this part too, and you have to do it with full faith. Everything is working together. So you have to have confidence in your ability. And I think that comes from faith. You have to, and it's a powerful tool that kind of adds value because it also tells you that everything I am doing is for my goal and my purpose. Exactly. So Therefore, we always have to be grateful. And I, I think I can rephrase that, that when you say you believe in yourself, because if I came or you came from God, therefore I am part of this unlimited power. No, therefore you believe first in yourself. And of course, my wife said gratitude, because all of us knowing on unknowing, we have everything that we need right now in our life to achieve things that we want. Therefore, we don't need really extra things. Because the universe, God, is already given to us everything that we need. That's true. And the other thing we're going to talk about in this section is where, since we skip to the end and we'll go back to our stuff at the beginning, is adding value. So when you're going the extra mile, and I told you to come up with some sort of physical activity in order to do that, and you have to have faith and you have to have gratitude in order to do these things. But there's also this other attitude and faith belief element that goes that I am adding value to something else that I am doing. Everything I am doing is meaningful, even if it's watching TV. Watching TV can be meaningful because you're you're shutting off your brain so you can use it again at full force in the next day in order to do something. So even when I am excited and grateful that I get this opportunity to watch TV, to like shut down my brain so I can go to sleep, I'm still adding value to something because it means that I can make meaningful choices. And in my downtime, I'm still adding meaningful choices. So I am adding in my professional setting, in my personal interactions, everything I'm doing is acknowledging that you know, I am adding value and this value is going to come back to me and it is going to consistently adding value to my life, to somebody else's life and recognizing what I am doing is going the extra mile. And I'm on this path to growing, finding education, (laughs) development, advances, all of these things. So I am really adding value in everything. Exactly. My wife didn't put any taking action for this step. But, but it still I, goes back to But I wanted to take an action when it came to my mind right now. For example, I'm a real estate agent with my wife. Mm-hmm. No, Therefore, in my business or in our business, I can think of that when I shift my mindset to add value, to have that leap of faith, how with that mindset I can help the client that I am trying to connect with. Therefore, if again, we can journal ourselves with a couple of days or week, whatever works for you, that write down those situations that you, because is, this is all internal, no? Mm-hmm. Because we are shifting something inside of us, something in our mindset, something in our belief system, because they say everything is about thought and belief. When I'm shifting it, I'm writing that those scenarios really that I shift my insight from my thought from inside that I add value to the person that I am connecting with right now and wrote that outcome that how with that shift, how it helped you or not help you write those scenario for yourself 
and see at the end of the week what is the result, what the outcome that you saw in that. Well, I always say that kind of goes back to our our topic that we were going to touch on before we went off topic, which is amazing yes. and great. It goes back to integrity. integrity. Integrity goes to, I told you before when we were talking about a mission statement to have three values that you really want to encompass as who you are as a person. Now, this is going to come down to who, you have to be honest with yourself because if you are this is a value that you don't honor in yourself. How can you expect others to honor it either to you? So we have to kind of look and see how we react in every situation with integrity. So what is integrity? Integrity is the upholding our principles. I'm a... Upholding your principles, honesty, and your values when this situation happens. I'm going to give you a situation from childhood as myself, right? So I'm a girl, right? And I've known other other women. What we tend to do, at least in these situations in my past, would be that somebody would say something really bad about the others. But if they were, they were nice to your face, but mean girl style, they were not nice at all reality. Um, they were doing it in order to get your reaction to things and just to see how you would react. Now, in this situation as a grown-up, I can say that mean girl scenario kind of stuff is the past. What we need to do now is look at what we did in the past. Of course, I, I don't think I was ever mean, but I definitely heard people talking about mean things. So if I could go back to my childhood self who was hearing negative things about other people, I would say, hey, the better thing to say now is going to be something like, you know, maybe you're right that someone so does this or they need to take a shower, whatever it is, we should go talk to them and be nice about it in order to tell them what we think instead of just ignoring and laughing it off and saying, ha, 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 the passive leaf resistance of, no, what they're saying doesn't matter. Because I was hearing negative things. So if we can go back and to, oh, we can't obviously change our past, but we can change who we are now. So if somebody says something really kind of negative now, I hope that I will say, hey, maybe we should, you know, present that in a positive way. So we have to be honest with who we are, honest with how we react to things. So if somebody comes and says something mean about somebody else, we say, you know what? Maybe they do need to brush their teeth. Maybe we should find a nice way to say, tell them that they should brush their teeth before giving this, this, this presentation or whatever it is. So we want to just make sure that we're always, even in small details, not just ignoring because somebody did something because ignoring isn't reacting or living to my own ethical values. So being honest and being ethical and being truthful and and honest is my part of being inte my integrity. So I have to make sure that I'm always reacting in that way. Exactly. And in our business, real estate agent, as being real estate agent, mm -hmm. actually, this is very important things to be to have integrity, mm -hmm. you know, because you basically working with the different people, different mm -hmm. human being with the different upbringing and with the different expectation. Therefore, you wanted to make sure when you're working with them, you have these truths, no reality, the things that is supposed to be sharing with them in a way that is aligned with your line of thought, your standard, whatever is your standard is. But our standard is we're talking about integrity, you know, mm -hmm. that you have the honest things. If, for example, if you, if, for example, in our case, sometimes the house is in the flood zone, no? You have to tell them. And we need to tell them. And they might not know it, but you went to the website of the government, you look at the things and say, oh, the house is in the 
flood zone. That means the value of the house is not there and also is more expensive for them. But we need to share with them. Absolutely. And this is, and what is the action that really we can take on? I would say when you're writing your three columns that I told you about earlier, before you even get to your reaction, something happened, your action, what you did in that reaction versus what you wish you'd done, before that, I would say have your ethical standards, that mission statement really written down. Because if you have three sentences about what you truly are or what you truly believe, then you can look and make sure that your choice and what you could have done aligns with your ethical and integrity value. So instead of reacting, oh, there's a mess, but I really believe in talking and being honest and helping someone grow. Mm -hmm. How can I help somebody grow in this moment where I'm walking into a mess, like there's a, there's a mess. How do I clean it? Is it just me? I clean it or do I, do I get people? How do I do that in order to, what are my action steps I could have done? Exactly. For the next thing that we wanted to talk about is emotional energy. Now, mm-hmm. for this is the thing that most of us as a human being we're dealing with, sometimes we don't know how to deal with it. No, because well, you're many- going in the negative immediately. I want to go to the positive and go to the negative. But with the positive, if you are completely believe in your faith and your growth, everything you are doing is adding mm-hmm. value to people. And you have the truly emotional strength and fortitude to say this is going to be an amazing year. Everything is going to be awesome because I am growing and I am changing. Everything is growing in a great constructive way. Mm-hmm. This is going to – and you have the emotional backing because you truly not only believe it, you feel it, you sense it, you see it. And it is a full body experience. It is a very positive way in order to achieve what you truly want. So when you're going, if you need to make a race, you're going to look and you don't see, I can't make it, I can't make it, I can't make it. They're going to win. They're going to win. You you already let them win in your head before you even step one foot. But if you believe in your soul that you can get to the other end as fast as you can, you are going to do that no matter what. And I'm not in the best physical shape, but I do have family who was, you know, in the Olympics or whatever. So I know that you can do certain things that are amazing. Exactly. Therefore, now, my wife the really... I went to the positive. I, I, didn't, I didn't go negative. You interpret my, I what did. I wanted I did. to say. I wanted to say that most of us, that what we wanted to do, because we talked about before about imagination. What of the power actually that create that zone for us that create everything that we wanted to have this emotion? Because we wanted to combine our imagination with our emotion. That is when the miracles happens. But what my wife really was talking about is harnessing our emotional energy to channel it in a way that it helps that creativity that we want. And that's what I wanted to add to that things that we were to talking about. Okay, so I didn't mean to make say that he wanted to talk about negative, but before we did this actual podcast, we were having a discussion about these things and I we, we went and talked about how anger, yeah. anger, frustration, overwhelming. So we let's go there now because I didn't mean to like put it on my husband. That's not what I meant, but those are discussions that are also part of these emotions. Yes. So what, at the end of the day, why are we angry? Angry. Why are we frustrated? It's because we have some sort of expectation or desire for something that isn't being achieved in that moment. So, but if we can take that emotion and put it in a positive way, we are even more powerful than we imagine. So anger is really kind of stopping you from being prosperous. So if you can take that, that overwhelming anger and then transform it into overwhelming belief, 
or overwhelming understanding what that emotion is and how it's stopping you, it will actually help you improve in other ways. So for as my wife said, it's really beautiful that energy of anger really comes from the desire. Means people that they really get angry means they have lots of desire that is unfulfilled. Therefore, by channeling that anger to proactivity, no, again, is proactive reaction mm-hmm. to the scenario that what exactly triggers me in that scenario because in my personal life also I many times I got frustrated or angry with my kids no for example they wrote on the wall or they did something or they spilled the whole floor with something and this is the scenario really that we were talking in the beginning of this podcast 9910 means 90% is how we react proactively to everything that happens to our life. It helps us. And I want you not to beat yourself up over these things too, because you know, you come home, there's a mess. How can we handle it? Can we handle it better? Did anybody actually, you know, is anybody hurt in any way? No, it's still just a mess. They no, got it yeah. cleaned up and just finding better ways in order to say, hey, how can we clean? The split peas that are on the floor, how can we clean this mm-hmm. in, a, in a positive way? Nobody's hurt. Nobody's angry. Nobody's, nobody's. you know, it, when I grew up, uh, let me just go back to my past, right? This has nothing to do with our kids because we were on a path of growth, right? So as a child, not necessarily everybody I knew, but definitely there was a lot of people around me who always have a lot of anger. And I have, for whatever reason, I can trigger people's anger very easy. Like it, I can say something and people get very upset. I say the wrong thing. I do it a lot. Um, and I still say the wrong thing a lot. And I don't mean it in a negative way, but it definitely creates a negative situation. And then I always have to say, hey, stop. I've now triggered somebody. What can I do to try to calm it down? What can I do in order to take and rein back this emotional energy that I have created? And I didn't mean to create, but I've created it. So by <laughs> by understanding that I've created a situation, I do try to go into like, it's, I can't call it fix it mode because that's not what I'm doing. It's just try to calm everything down. And so I think there's a lot of being aware of my own emotional inside really kind of gr- helped me grow to understand that I don't have to react negatively to another negative reaction. I can kind of understand that maybe I did something, I caused a negative chain. Now I need to try to find my my center again and try to bring the peaceful resolution to this. So I, I try to do this a lot. I'm not always the best. I say the wrong thing. I do. But being, being aware of your emotion, being aware of your past, understanding where you come from, pausing, really, I think that pause and saying, you know, I did this wrong thing. I'm, I'll accept that I did X. I need to relax now and say, what can I do to be positive about it? And I would say a lot of journaling was involved with my past in this way. Just, just pause and to really see what I was doing and causing my emotions. Because if you can take your emotions and then take that negative and turn it into a positive, we are growing as people. And I think nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. We're definitely not perfect. But you can kind of grow from your perfect, grow from your your perfect as you are right now to even better perfect version of yourself. So we always want to kind of grow in the positive way and understand we always make mistakes without beating ourselves and over it. And for me, really, as my wife said beautifully about like a journaling ourselves, so much important. And for me is like when the day goes to the night in the evening time between seven and eight, 
sometimes I get angry and reactive. And this is when it comes to the journaling that you know, for example, for a specific event or time, that how you, that automatic things is going to come and reactive and triggers you in a different way. You can journal it and also acknowledging it and then put the pause in that scenario and see how you can shift your consciousness, how you can shift your proactive uh, approach to that reaction to completely transform it. No, because there are lots of light in there that not only helps us in our family relationship, also it helps us in our business, what we're doing for our life and brings more prosperity to our life. Which brings us into this swing that's going to sound a little funky, but I think it's actually really, really related. Um, and it's data, data, which is kind of weird that I just started saying, okay, let's talk science, right? Because that's not what I mean after all of this. But let's go back to business and then journaling. Because I told you to do a lot of journaling this time. And I don't always tell you to do a lot of journaling, but I'm saying we should be doing a lot of journaling. Well, this journal will then give us data on ourselves. Whereas in business, we sometimes you do have to make an instant decision, but the instant decisions are so much easier when you have data to back you up. Right? So if you have real-time data, you can make a decision and you can have a more successful outcome based on the data that you presented in front of you, right? This is how a lot of businesses want to make all of our decisions based on data. It's what AI is coming to to fix us all, right? To give us the data instantly, which is going to be actually a really good thing. So we'll have a lot of instantaneous data, but what we won't have data on is our own self. And so by really going to who your integrity is, writing down those steps that we were talking about, you're going to see really quickly what you're doing and will lead to breakthrough after breakthrough in business, in finance, in relationship, in strategic decisions, and how we really are living that best life that we can live. So we're being really really integral in our integrity because we're using the data to say this is what this is my past this is my present and this is my future so therefore now I can do all of these things better because once you've journaled you can see you can see what you did you can see what you need to do and it's not about guilt it's you're not beating yourself in your head it's on the paper so the paper's telling you this is what we need to do so let's do the, the column that we need to do instead action steps, the proactivity. So if we can get to our what we what is our better proactive behavior, we're going to be in a better place. Exactly. And I wanted to turn it to in a weird way because a couple of nights ago, we watched this movie. What was the giant? Uh, Facing the Giant. Facing the Giant. That, uh, it had a great review on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. It has 9K reviews on Amazon Prime. And what I liked about this movie that I wanted to, my wife also said we don't have that much of data about us, which I'm sure in the future we're going to have that one too, is like this guy, the coach, he, he basically didn't have a good life. I mean, he had a very good wife, and but he did, he was not prosperous in money. And he was six years coach of the football game. And don't take it personally. I'm not a, I'm not into the football mm-hmm. that much. But he was not a, a basically successful coach, and he understood by accident that there's a campaign against running behind him that they wanted to put him aside and pick his assistant as a new coach. Therefore, he went to the different scenario and I started talking to God, reading the Bible. I don't know what is the, your line of 
faith is, but the, for me is the point of this story. And he came up with that thought and that consciousness. To be grateful. To be First, to be grateful. The second, he wrote the mission statements of his team. Mm-hmm. So is that why in the beginning of this podcast we talk about it's so important to write the mission, a statement of what is your mission, a statement in your life is. And to be honest, we did it also not long ago to do this because it's so important. And he wrote that mission a statement for his own team. And that mission a statement with the leap of faith completely changed his life. Completely miracles happen after and after each other. They win the game. Okay. And, <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> and for me, the data-driven from that what my wife said, we don't have it. The data-driven is the universe. No, universe tells us. Sometimes it's very soft. Yeah, okay, so yeah, okay, so some yeah, so your universe is talking to you and always, always, right? Always. But the data is really in when you're journaling and you can see what you did, your reactions and your reactions. Mm-hmm. And then your data is realizing when you can stop and say, This is what I've done in my past. This uh-huh. is what these doesn't align with my values. These align with my values now. It's not about like the universe and the universal computer that you want to talk about, which I, I understand that in you know, you, you've talked no, about from it from the perspective of what I but understand. you need to understand on a personal level what we are doing correctly and incorrectly without beating ourselves up on a piece of paper. And that is what that data I was really talking about is. It's not about like the universe knows. It's not about the AI is going to know. You're ta- because if you do not have it inside, ourself. then it doesn't matter what the computers or the AI or the the robots tell us that we have to do. The robot overlords in the future. What matters is how I perceive it. So. If the robot is telling me something that I don't believe on the inside because I've never acted that way, then it doesn't, it's never going to affect me and I'm going to be, I hate the robots. Now, if the robots are telling me like something that does reflect my values and does reflect who I am on the inside, it's going to really be a different situation in that respect because they're talking to my soul that I already have, it's talking to my integrity, it's talking to my values. Then I'm going to listen more because then I have that. But I, if until you really know yourself, until you have your own data how can you ask anything else to tell you what your data is therefore you you're talking about that i need again journal myself track myself and see what it is mm-hmm. that that way you can really me. see yourself how my, how many times a day i was reactive instead of being proactive how many thought i, I let about... my emotion to take control over my decision my logic and it's not about beating yourself up. It's not about like I reacted negatively in 30 ways and I only acted positively in eight ways. Like that's not what this is all about. <laughs> like it's not about math. It's not about calculation. Okay. It's about really understanding what I could do better and then striving for that in the future. So striving for excellence. Exactly. Which we're going to talk about now that embracing innovation. Now, and this is really oh, no, excellence. 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 Where if you kind of always go towards improving yourself, improving your mediocrity, improving who you are now and working to the better version of yourself, you are pursuing excellence. And when you can pursue excellence, you're also going the extra mile. You're really kind of focusing on who you are as a person, who you are as a business person and everything else. You want to just focus on your benefits all the time. So how can you always benefit next time? So we're not beating ourselves up. We're really focusing on how we can help this help ourselves in the future. Exactly. And I wanted to add to this for me, and I'm sure for many of us that happens, when you become doing excellence, when you are doing innovation, when you are excited, when you are motivated, therefore really is very important that during the day, the ways that works for you, 
and works for me, we find the ways in a way to motivate ourselves. Because when is the motivation is when the solution comes, when you're that stamina, perseverance, persistent about even I fail, I'm going to get up on my knees again and stand and going to go continue the way because I believe on the way that I am. So basically, we're going to be adding our momentum at this point. So we're really just we're going the extra mile. We're being consistent. We're going, we're learning who we are as a better person. And then we're going to find new ways to innovate. I talked a lot about robots a minute ago, right? So maybe the robots are coming. The new technology is definitely coming for us. How can we use it creatively? How can it help us? What are the new ways to do things? And how can it help me with the old ways? Know what the old ways are. You should always learn the best that everybody did in the past, because that is what's going there too. But then how can you innovate? How can you grow from that? Because sometimes the old ways absolutely work for a reason. And if you're trying to, to change the system, it doesn't work because it's already proven that it's going to work ABC. And if you try XYZ, that's not part of ABC and it doesn't matter. So it's not just innovate just to innovate. It's understanding ABC and then how can you get to even new D? How can we move to the next one after that? Because we want to innovate and grow. So we want to always be growing and always changing for the better. So we don't want to stagnate. We want to make sure that we're always pushing ourselves and pushing ourselves and be a pusher um, to go forward. Yeah, but in business, what, what it is is we have always a role model from mm -hmm. the successful people. And we when you get to that success, then you can add more innovation. That's that's what, what the science tells us right. about the success in the business. So just settle everything up. We're talking about everything that's interconnected. Exactly. Everything, our personal lives, our professional lives, everything is interconnected. We want you to be successful. We want to be successful as well. So we're always looking to grow. I would definitely encourage you, if you are a real estate agent, to join us at agentwolves.com. We would love to have you on our, as we would love to be your sponsor. Exactly, at EXP Realty. And uh, thank you for being a good audience in our podcast. And love connecting with you and see you next podcast.